The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm my own biggest obstacle. Are you getting in your own way too? For me, this looks something like this. I used to make a homeschooling plan and when Monday arrived, I'd be too tired or my kids would be cranky or we'd do some of the things I'd planned, maybe two out of 10, something like that. And then I'd feel like a failure. And I'd wonder, why am I homeschooling? And how are my kids ever going to achieve anything because I'm such a loser? Sound anything like you? Well, I'm glad you're joining me here today because I'm going to give you some ideas for dealing with this very thing. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. And today we're talking all about what to do when you get in your own way. I have three ideas for you, three ways for you to let go of your usual response, those those uh, habitual behaviors that stand in our way and block us from moving forward, from making progress, from connecting with our children, and from achieving our homeschooling goals. So here are the three ways that you can get out of your own way. They all involve letting go. Is that a surprise to you? All right, so let's start. Let go of second guessing. That's number one. Number two is let go of multitasking. And number three is let go of mindlessness. Let's talk about each of these one at a time. 
And we begin with no more second guessing. Let it go now. Let it go for good. (laughs) We all do this. We second guess our homeschooling decisions. But I'm here to tell you now to give it up for good. It will be the very best thing you ever do for yourself and your family. I once read a review of a book called Time Efficiency Makeover. And the one thing that stood out for me the most was that the author, Dorothy Brenninger, cited a statistic that people spend anywhere from 15 minutes to two hours a day rehashing their choices. Two hours a day rehashing. So I ask you, how much time do you think you spend second-guessing yourself? I was definitely guilty of this as a homeschooling parent. I'd make a decision one week only to revisit the whole issue, the whole question again, the next. Here are just some of the ways that we second-guess ourselves as homeschooling parents. We ask ourselves, is there a better curriculum for history that I don't know about yet, even when we've just chosen one? Is this homeschooling thing really working, or would my children be better off in school? Should I start main lesson with songs and verses, even though my children don't really enjoy them? Would my child be better off in grade one than grade two? I could go on and on, believe me, and I'm sure you've had questions like this of your own that you could add to this list. Questions themselves are a good thing, of course, but dwelling on them, or even worse, coming back and questioning ourselves and our decisions after we've made them can be detrimental. My personal advice on, uh, based on Over 30 years of parenting and homeschooling, here it is. Ask the questions, discuss with whomever you think would be helpful, let the considerations rest until you feel clear on the answer, and then take action. The key is that we really need to give things time to see how they go. And of course, we can revisit the question if necessary, but further down the road, don't give up too soon. Don't reopen the discussion too soon. And don't start questioning your decision right away because that's what undermines your confidence. I encourage you to give up constantly second-guessing yourself and your decisions. The trick I've found that helps with this the most is to explore with a sense of curiosity rather than judgment. Let me say that again. Explore with a sense of curiosity rather than judgment. This involves, as I said, taking action on our decisions and observing our children's behavior to see how that goes. And like I said, we need to give it time. All of life is really about wondering, choosing something to try, and adjusting as we go. Everyone from 
baseball players, to CEOs, to teachers in a classroom, to farmers, to doctors. Everyone does this. So why can't we? Here's a quote that is great to serve as a reminder. Worry is the darkroom in which negatives can develop. (laughs) So no more second-guessing your homeschooling decisions, okay? (laughs) It's wasting your time and undermining your progress and your contentment. Okay, on to the second way of getting out of your own way. And this is to let go of multitasking. Now, I know that this one is even harder than the first, because as moms, we're the queens of multitasking, right? Isn't that a key part of the job description? Trying to do several things at once, though, is actually a trick we play on ourselves, thinking that it's going to help us get more done. But the reality is that our productivity goes down by as much as 40%. Our productivity goes down by as much as 40% because humans can't actually multitask. What we're really doing is switching from one task to another, constantly interrupting ourselves. Now, I know this may seem to be the very essence of motherhood, right? We start doing one thing, a child needs something, we interrupt what we were doing to go do the other thing. But the truth is that we don't get more done by trying to juggle so many things at once. And we are, in fact, getting in the way of making progress. And even more importantly, we're getting in the way of being present in the moment. I think avoiding multitasking has gotten even harder since my kids were little. We didn't have smartphones back then or Facebook or even the internet in the same way that it exists today. Our biggest interruptions to homeschooling were uh, the doorbell ringing or our dog barking at the mail carrier. But today, with a myriad of potential distractions, I think we really have to work at avoiding multitasking. Here are a few suggestions for you. One, don't check your phone first thing in the morning. I know this is hard to do, but it can really make a difference. Two, put your phone away and turn off all notifications during lesson time. It can really help to um, have boundaries around what that time will be. Make a commitment to be present with your kids. Three, practice focusing on one thing at a time. And four, let go of pressure and urgency. I often need to repeat the mantra to myself, I have all the time I need so that I can slow down and not put so much pressure on myself to get things done quickly. These practices really help me improve my ability to be in the moment. And that's what matters most in order to connect with our children. Okay, now my third and final piece of advice for getting out of your own way is let go of mindlessness. 
And by this, I mean that feeling of numbing our minds and just going through the motions. In order to do this, I really, uh, I need to also work, of course, on those first two suggestions on letting go of second guessing and stopping the multitasking. But letting go of mindlessness really requires practice. At least it did for me. And here's how I did this. I started meditating super small at first with guided meditations of just five minutes or so. And this is how we increase our mindfulness. We can also do this by slowing down, as I mentioned in uh, the second suggestion here, letting go of that pressure and urgency, letting go of pushing ourselves to get more done. Even now, sometimes I need help not only being present, but also having self-compassion and giving myself permission to begin again. That's really all we can ask of ourselves, to notice when we've gotten off track, be gentle and kind and loving to ourselves, and practice focusing on just one thing at a time. By engaging in, by practicing meditation, by bringing more meditation into our lives, all of this effort gets strengthened. This idea of being more kind and loving and then practicing focusing on just one thing at a time, noticing when we get off track and simply coming back and trying again. I hope these three tips for getting out of your own way bring you a sense of calm and help you feel more of a sense of possibility and spaciousness in your life. I promise you that the more you work on letting go of second-guessing yourself, letting go of multitasking, and letting go of mindlessness, the more you'll find yourself being totally present with your children and available to connect with them. Parenting and homeschooling are not easy, but they can be incredibly rewarding, especially when we stop getting in our own way. Thanks so much for listening in today. And you can find the show notes for this episode over at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode eight. See you next time. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm -hmm.